Pudding People to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger, here to show you all the possibilities that lay before you. Yes. What if I were to tell you that we are talking about comic book related things in this episode? <laughs> that would be so surprising. I know. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about the uh, second season of What If. They released here uh, at the end of December in such a fun fashion. I love the fact that they released an episode today. Yeah. I Listen. I get doing the episode a week, I guess. Um, I don't know that you gain or lose viewers by doing that. It's For most people, it's kind of annoying. But, hey, you know what? We'll see you again because we have another series that we will be chatting about soon, all getting released at the same time as well. Oh, so. yeah. Soon enough. Just, just a couple weeks away, even. Um but obviously, we do a lot of movie reviews. And, you know, we use that super scientific system. Yeah, we're not doing that this time. <laughs> no, just a, a general discussion, if you will. <laughs> That's right. We tend to avoid it on, on television uh, or, I guess, in the sense. I still think of it as a TV program. It's, it just doesn't, you know, I know it's streaming. It's not showing up on ABC. <laughs> not anytime soon. Not repositioning my antenna to pick up better signal for <laughs> for whatever. Yeah, and it's it's not a, it's not a film. No, right? Um, if you do a streaming show or series, generally speaking, it's eight episodes, nine, ten episodes. That's what this is. So yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah. Um, so first season, just kind of as a recap, uh, was enjoyable. I mean, it was it had its ups and downs. Yeah, that I think one of the the things that we enjoyed about that is like the random so the episodes take the things that we know from the MCU, not the comic books, from the MCU and just alter a detail which, you know, from there ch- changes how everything else works in that particular universe. And there was the like the zombies episode. It w- was fun. I think that's what a lot of people, um, in seeing the previews and knowing that that was coming out, like, ooh, a zombies episode. That looks fun. We like that. We want to see that. Um, and some of the other ones were were really cool. And there's a few uh, okay ones. Yeah. But but overall, gave us a nice perspective uh, in doing things in an animated series that we really couldn't get to have fun with in a live action one. Yeah, and it it definitely followed the the feeling of the comics, which there's been several what if series and a lot of standalone what if, what if, one off, one off, what if, yeah, one off, what one off, what ifs. That's right. Uh, a lot of single stories that just explored those uh, things that could have changed from significant storylines. But I felt like the second season was better it was it more were the stories better were things more congruent did things make more sense how do you say how do you interpret your better so my my better on this is you know in the first in the first season it seemed 
kind of all over the place in terms of what they're doing. Yeah, they did the standard what if one thing was different and then they oh the you know, did the whole thing where the watcher pulls together disparate uh, people to handle a, a big problem. Okay, fine, sure. But the second one, it feels like instead instead of uh, having as much of a just constructed, we know where we're going with this, so we need to hit these certain beats. While they had an end plot, it didn't require all of the episodes to build to it. So it let them kind of play around a little more mm-hmm. with it, which was fun. Yeah, you get little hints, right? You, yeah. you know, a almost like a post-credits, even though there wasn't a post-credits, that, that gave you all the minute detail, if you will, on pulling each thing together at the end. Now, obviously, we're going to be talking about a variety of aspects, as we always do, so the spoiler warning will go up here. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're definitely going to be talking about details. Um, but uh, just as a generality, did you think that the second season uh, was at least as good as the first? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, and in and, and, and in terms of us spoiling things, I know these shows haven't been out for very long, right? As we're recording this, it's been out two weeks, right? right. So um, a lot of people haven't necessarily had a chance to watch all of them. Although I will say these things are pretty easily consumed. You know, what are they, about 30 minutes an episode? Exactly. And these, I've always I always thought these were great. Um, you know, let's, let's say it's breakfast time. You're going to have a bowl of cereal. You're going to have a breakfast sandwich, whatever. Just sit and Watch, drink some coffee and have your food while you watch this. Like easily consumable stuff. So I feel like most people who have an interest in this have already watched all the episodes. And in that sense, I do like some of the storylines better. I don't mind how um, Captain Carter heavy the storyline ends up being. I don't mind that at all. That's a good character. Um, I like that they pull... so. All of these characters and storylines that are in here, save for one, has characters that we have seen before, and maybe they've been in the forefront, but maybe they have not. So we've pulled characters from random movies that aren't maybe the main character and put them in the forefront. So that, that part I appreciate. Yeah, and, and the voice acting, and they got a lot of this, the actual, you know, as always, they got a lot of the actors that were responsible for the original characters to reprise their roles in voice format for this. And, you know, a handful that, you know, <laughs> weren't. But, yeah. you know, it's okay. Uh, they did a good enough job of emulating so that it felt good. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of anything that Marvel's done over the last 10 years, you know you could tell the ones that were the same voice and the ones that weren't. Exactly. But the thing about this season that struck me, and others may disagree, and just judging from the 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 ratings that I'm seeing on uh, IMDb's side of things, I felt that this was a season that really built in quality, starting at a kind of a, an okay level, and then just got better and better as the episodes went along. Yeah, and, and the first episode that we got of "What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps?" I, I it was fun. I, I like that one. Yeah. Um, I, I like the the mood that it presented, and I thought they got off to a good start with that. Yeah. one. Yeah, I especially liked that uh, Howard the Duck played a slightly more prominent role. I love Seth Green. I love that character. Always have. 
Uh, I just really wish, I, I would love to see them try to actually make an actual Howard the Duck film. That you know, well, they have that, that, that was good. <laughs> uh, yes, if you haven't seen that one, um, please check it out and uh, don't enjoy it. But <laughs> well, if you go in knowing it's going to be bad, you can kind of at least enjoy the grown worthy moments knowing that it's just going to be awful because it does kind of go that circle around for being it's so bad is good kind of a thing, yeah. And it's not the same Howard the Duck, like grumpy scummy character not scummy but like underhanded character right no this is the like it's an innocent howard the duck character yeah um, in a full animatronic duck suit with a human walking around <laughs> in it. it's like an, it's like one of the it's like the ninja turtle costume but um a duck yeah that's, that's a little different uh you know so you know a nice start you know get a little bit of mood a little noir to begin things off um and then they progressed to maybe what I feel was, I don't know if it was the weakest episode. I think it's probably the weakest episode uh, of the group, or at least the one that I liked the least. Yeah, the the um, as you as you are watching it, and you're you're like, oh my gosh, it's we're getting attacked, and it's it's a young uh, Peter Quill, right? Right, and then. It's take your daughter to work day, and she meanders around wherever she wants to go. Right. Okay, I know this is a cartoon. It's a what if, and it's like all these. The end just kind of took the potential of what was going on and just kind of dumped it off now, to the side. I was going to say crapped all over it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I, I felt really what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't so much that. I just felt that it needed more development time to go where it was trying to go. And if you have half an hour, it's like, mm, you got to establish these relationships and show these things. And you're asking the, the, the viewer to kind of read into it a lot. I mean, yeah, if you know the characters, both from the MCU and the comics, you can kind of do it, but it just feels awkward. Yeah. The collection of um, the Avengers at the time was, fun right yeah um and and they based it on the the proper thing i mean to 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 have a winter soldier in there as the actual winter soldier um pre breaking free yeah pre killing howard stark right yeah right was it the 80s or was that the 70s or anything like that well, had, well, Howard Stark was in. Well, this. I was going to say it had to be pre. So <laughs> he was there. He was there, but um, you know, and then King the T'Chaka, right? So like, y yeah, let's let's play on those. Like I said, those tiny snippets of the characters and the timelines, and throw them in there in a different type of collection. Right. And Thor shows up, and he's a bit of a punk. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which makes sense for that time frame. Yeah. No perspective yet. So, you know, it was okay. It was okay. Um, I really liked the third episode, though. That's where it, it convinced me that it knew, the series knew where it was going and what it was doing. And when it gave us that Happy Hogan episode, oh, man, I love that character, especially as done as it has been in the MCU. It's it's so, he's tried so hard. Yeah, and it, it was the, like, when you, 
when he got into the room with the serum. Like, it was an easy setup. You're like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. And they played it off like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Right. Like, whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. <laughs> it was so much fun. So many references to Die Hard and other Christmas oh, films. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and getting to see Justin Hammer come back was just just fantastic because I – I really love again. I love that interpretation that of the characters. Definitely not the comics version, but Sam Rockwell is just so good. But but it's the MCU's version that they right. kind of stay true to, right? And I was fine with that because we got to see Sam be Sam, or well, listen to Sam mm-hmm. be Sam. And I'll take that. That was that was pretty fun. Um, and then to go straight into the the. Uh, Having Iron Man end up on Battle World, uh, that was so again just so much fun. Battle World, but the battle is uh, like <laughs> Star Wars uh, episode pod one, like pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, and getting to hear Jeff Goldblum come back again, just another guy. He, he could be talking about anything. He'd be reading his grocery list, and I'd be fine with it because he just cracks me up. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, he's he's got a a, a great delivery. Um, he's got it, but it, but it's it's natural, right? Yeah. Like there's no that that's that's him, like in a nutshell. But in an MCU character, more power, and the fact that they still got Taika to do the core character. Yeah. Um, Tessa Thompson. I mean, everybody from from this episode, besides Tony Stark, which we knew that wouldn't happen. Well, um, and Gamora. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the core characters were all there. They had lots of voice time and lots of colors in this one too. Yeah, very colorful. Oh, and I just have to say, I love Jeffrey Wright. Just, uh, I mean. Him being the Watcher was kind of a surprise to begin with, and I would never have pegged him as the voice of the Watcher. You know, as as we read novels, we watch, or not watch, but uh, read comic books, we all kind of imagine what we think the characters are going to sound like. Well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us do. Uh, and, yeah, that's just not how I heard that character. But now that I've heard it, it's like, I okay, yeah, I can take that because he's got a great voice. And I tell you what, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but I am really looking forward to seeing American fiction in theaters. It looks like it is going to be absolutely hilarious. And we'll let Jeffrey Wright kind of shine in in just a ma- massive way. I, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, his Jim Gordon was probably the weak spot in the Batman movie. Well... I, I'm just nitpicking. Yeah. Because I... Th- I think he's great, um, and I love his voice as well. I just—he was playing a caricature of a police detective lieutenant person. Well, he didn't give him any time to do anything. Not really. No, I mean it wasn't a it wasn't a Jim Gordon movie. No, no. So I mean, he was in and out, and here, wear this, and try and look and sound like a cop for a minute. <laughs> He is your paycheck, sir. Uh. <laughs> well, if if you if you folks haven't watched uh, Reacher, 
his character would fit in perfectly in the Reacher movies. That makes sense to me. I, I think I can go with that. But yeah, so that that uh, the the it was so for the entire race that they did in that film, all I could hear was Super Mario Kart sixty four <laughs> music playing the entire time. Yeah, it was it was the the fact that they were just exploding everybody and like spinning out cars and you know random booby traps would pop up on there. I mean, it just. It just kind of makes sense. And, of course, um, Tony Stark had the ability to build and create whatever he wanted to in a matter of, you know, days to prepare. So that right. makes T- sense. Take his uh, super genius onto a world of advanced technology. Sure. I'm, I can go with that. And lots of trash, right? Because yeah. that's where the, the, the trash get dumped. Yeah, I just, I love that. That and the, uh, uh, giving a little backstory to how Gamora showed up in the first season, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, sense. Uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, Puddle of Grandmaster <laughs> was, ooh, ooh, get, 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 a, get a bucket. Uh. <laughs> it's a very powerful device, right? Like, like, am I, it seems very overpowered. It does seem completely overpowered. <laughs> I'm wondering what, is, what it's made out of. Oh, they will probably never say because they just don't want to deal with it. But they use it on, I mean, in theory, you know, like we're successful and used it on Thanos. Yeah. And uh, we get to go back in the fifth episode to see what happened to Captain Carter after she got pulled forward in time and uh, and had to end up kind of fighting uh, fighting uh, Steve Rogers, who had been taken over by the lamest of uh, the movie villains <laughs> in the Black Widow. But it was kind of nice to touch on the Black Widow stuff again. I just... It's not really the lamest. It just got, it didn't get the setup it needed, and it got implemented at the wrong time. It was just, just unfortunate. Yeah, I did. I did like the, the team up, the partnership, if you will, between the widow character and the uh, Captain Carter character, um, and and that's kind of what it was for the Captain America, right. Series, uh, series or, or movie as well. So that wasn't it entirely. But what I'm saying is, at least in this movie, just the two of them, they had a good rapport. I felt between the two of them. Definitely so. And again, they got uh, they got everybody back pretty much for the voices that was going to be able to come back. Um. So yeah. So pretty nice on that. Fun little story. Um, and then it and then it allows you to bleed into the overarching overplot a little bit. Yeah, and and you got a little throwback to the f- first season as well. Right. Um, the next episode was the one I was a little concerned about, uh, and then ended up seeing that I didn't have anything to be concerned about at all. Uh, they br- they bring in their first new new character. Uh, that they've tried with uh, Kahori. Um, it looked very much to me like that they were just rebranding Talisman from Alpha Flight. I mean, now they only showed snippets because you can probably see if you're a comic book fan <laughs> why I would go that way. Native American woman plays with magic is what it looked like. It's like that's that's Talisman. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a new character to me. But 
they really did create something completely new and the actually being able to hear the uh, the language in there was really cool the story was fun it was it was just kind of neat well the the if i'm if i'm looking at this character right and if they're going to use this character in some form or fashion in the future it's pretty powerful yes like besides having incredibly fast speed um there's a lot of power manipulation that i saw in this character um not, not what well, i'm not not overly powerful but like no. top tier powerful oh yeah if you want to i was going to say if you want to talk about remember that discussion back when captain marvel's like the strongest of ezra no she's not she could be <laughs> if they brought her in <laughs> well and then in the mcu they used the same tools to provide strength to those characters, just delivered in a different way. Right. And, well, Captain Marvel seems to have a lot less access because it makes sense. They're trying to make it like the the, the comic character, basically. Whereas this, they go, we'll make her do whatever. And so, you know, the power of plot, kind of like a, a Doctor Strange almost. Yes, yeah, she's like, I'm all the other, all of her predecessors who were in the magic land were just happy to be there and happy to have their powers and she instantly gets there and is like no dude this ain't cool like i need to i need to go do something and she mastered her powers in 10 minutes 10 minutes (laughs) because that's all the time they had instantly better than all the people that had been there for hundreds of years oh yeah that was good plot uh well you know but but really that episode was was very good it was i i really enjoyed it um and from what i understand uh it i think they said at the end of the episode that it was the story and everything they had assistance from actual mohawk tribe members to to come up with all of it uh one of our favorites uh new favorites Kay devery uh jacobs was the voice of that one and you'll see her soon um in a couple weeks well right now actually um but she's been a lot of other, a lot of other things as a young up and up and coming actress. Yeah, yeah, she's been she's been in a few things here and there, and I guess they got to keep her busy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I know we're going to be excited to see her her do her thing here mm-hmm. shortly. Um, season seven was fun. It was a it was a, a twist on. You know, blending two different MCU stories together. I, I really, I was like, oh, this is stupid. They're just regurgitating. And then I watched it a little bit more. It's like, no, this is actually kind of a fun twist on a recurring theme. It's like, okay, Hela gets to take the Thor route, but by way of Shang-Chi. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay. It actually worked really well for me. Yep, she got... Um Booted, lost her powers, humbled, um, got integrated into a society where her perspective was changed and then became a different person, right? right? I only had one problem with it. So the whole thing about Thor is he was you know, cast out. You need to learn that sort of thing. She was cast out in the same way. But then all of a sudden, Odin wasn't good with it. It's like his personality just changed mid-episode. 
it seemed a little inconsistent. It's like, we need to stop being war, war-minded. war I don't want to stop being war-minded. You need to go to Earth. I'll take away your power. We better go to war with Earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Now, it, it, I guess the way they played it off was that like she was raising an army to fight things. Like, we don't want these armies. And then it, it turned out she was doing it to defend the planet, not attack the planet. Yeah, no, it didn't didn't come off to me like that. It just it it felt um, well, just slightly off. Yeah, the presentation, at least that I got out of it, was um, power. But then the power we want all the power, but the power to defend. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I was happy to hear Kate Blanchett actually do her own voice. That was nice. Um. And they actually got Idris Elba to do Heimdall, which mm-hmm. that makes me laugh a lot on its own. Hey, dude, I mean, if you can get a paycheck for going and talking for 10 minutes in a booth, let's do it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, so not too uh, not too shabby. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, I The one I thought I was going to like the best, the What If the Avengers Assembled in 1602, because I love those kind of change-up things. They didn't do as much with it as I would have liked. It was still good. It was just, and I felt like it, it suffered again. It needed more time to develop than they had to give to it. Yeah, I, 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 they they ended up in sixteen oh two, and then like the first thing you get out of it was like we brought you here to save us, and now this has happened to the death. You go, you know, like instantly we want to kill. Uh, Captain Carter. Right. It just seemed a little weird. And then you start seeing like all these individual things pop up in terms of power. And you're just like, you're scratching your head like, well, wait a second. What, what are we seeing here? I thought this was like, they got thrown back in time, but then you start seeing all these other characters and characters and characters and like, Uh, there's something, something is afoot here. Now, of course the best part of the whole episode was listening to Tom Hiddleston as Loki talk about Shakespeare the entire episode. <laughs> Correct. He was definitely more interested in being um, a playwright than anything else. <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, again, not not too shabby of an episode. We got to have a lot of fun fighting bits. Uh, having Jean Favreau as kind of essentially the sheriff of Nottingham is what he reminded me of. A little bit, yeah. With the even, even with an accent too, right? And so blend that with him having gotten his his rage powers, <laughs> exactly. Like a almost like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, but like right, not a true Mister Hyde. You know, it was it was interesting. Doctor Jekyll, I mean, yeah. So uh, you know, again, a lot of fun, and then we get to end with something that I really felt hit the right note correctly because that was one of the things of the previous season that I felt was just slightly off. He, you know, you know, the watcher gathered who he needed to gather to be able to defeat the bad guys. And one of the individuals they got was, um, uh, war, uh, called him warmonger, <laughs> but, uh, you know, villain from, um, black Panther, um, <clears throat> And, of course, he went bad, and they had to stop Killmonger. And, but at the same time, the, the, the Doctor Strange, they got 
destroyed a universe and absorbed all sorts of evil. There's no way he's sane. You just, what? What did you do with him? What? What's going on? So I felt that that needed to be addressed, and they did. So that was good. And you saw his face pop up, you know, through some of the other episodes as well. It's like, I need your help. Um, and, and I liked how it all tied in together. I, I All the storylines and how it tied in at the end here made sense. I just, it just seemed, I don't know, like there, there I, I, as I'm watching this, it just seemed like all these other things came together and then this is like, I'm like, this is how it ended? Like, this is how they came together and ended it? Like, it just seemed weak, you know? Anticlimactic. Like, yeah. Like, just, I, I get it. And I, and I get it remembering the first season and I get it from all the the things kind of put together through the first season and the second season. Like, I understand all that. But then at the end, it was just like, this just, just seems weak to me. It, it definitely could have been, it could have felt grander than, than it did, though I do have to say I really enjoyed seeing all of the different massive bad guys and good guys and all fighting over and over, the Thors fighting each other and, you know, all that. Over the, That was just, um, it was chaos. And the one thing that I really like about that episode, and I haven't done it yet, but I know I'm going to, like after I watched the first season, I haven't gone back to watch any of it again. I don't really feel compelled to. However, I will watch that episode again because there were so many little things that they threw into that last fight. I just want to go very slowly so I can see all of the little Easter eggs and things that they included. Yeah, because you're you're focused on the forefront, which is really a handful of characters. But there was a lot of bodies in that moving up and down and then up and then down and then up. And it's like either they're in peril or they're not. Let's figure this out. So that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it, it seemed very um, cartoonish, if you will. <laughs> the, the, the struggle at the end, we're getting sucked in. No, I will save you. Now we're getting sucked in again. I'm still going to save you. And it, it seems like, some of those people got sucked into the hole or the the thing, and then they didn't, but they did. But I, I don't know. So it was just it's a little confusing. Little, yeah, just all kind of mish mashed together. Although I would like to see. So there's there's already season three is under works. Like they've already started creating. Someone said that there was a trailer for it somewhere. Um, so I'm I'm I I love uh cartoon things based on marvel and dc although the dc is you know top tier compared to marvel in those aspects but it gives you the the availability to do more with stories and be creative with stories because you're not relying on big budgets and and actors and actresses sticking around for 10 years and contracts and injuries and sickness and like you just have a creative team stick with the creative team and directors and you can make a light uh, you know a nice project and it seems to me like the first two seasons were very successful oh yeah so creating a third was kind of a no-brainer yeah i will i will look forward to seeing what they do with this i've always really enjoyed the what if concept and 
they have the same thing in DC, just called something different. They call it Elseworlds. Um, it allows writers to have some fun with the storyline. You know, the best part, and this is what I want you, the listener, to think about. And this always happens. Whenever a what if comes out as a comic or an Elseworld comes out as a comic, eventually time passes and things are changed and retconned and no longer fit anymore. And I love going back to those old what ifs after the fact and saying, this is how things would have been. Knowing it's like, no, because of X, Y, and Z, <laughs> it, it, it couldn't have gone that way. But it didn't matter because, you know, they didn't know how plots were going to be going five, ten years down the road. Uh, it's uh, it's really kind of entertaining just to see where the things deviate a little bit. Also, when you hear the title, you know, what if, does Creed come in your head? No. Okay. I just, I just wanted to mention that. Um, if, if it did, it would have to come in multiple times in succession. And it would get stuck, and I don't want it to get stuck, so I'm not even going to think about that. But listeners, you are, aren't you? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I will call this uh, a very solid, we'll call it a solid B, B-minus in my estimation. For yeah, this absolutely. Season. And and as a, as a fan of this type of project in general, I think my my appetite for these types of projects is big and I wish they would do more things. It doesn't have to be what if it could be an animated series based on something. So like something else, like whatever it is that they don't have the time and the money to do a full six episode thing on Disney plus, but throw it in animation and make it be part of the, the universe. That's okay. It doesn't, and at this point there's so many random things going on with the universe. Does it really matter? Um, you know, even in the DC, all the, most of the DC movies were, you know, not great. Um, the new slate of things, they're doing the Elseworlds, right? So they're going to have the main line of the stories, but all these other, other things are the quote Elseworlds stories that they're going to do. And you know what? If it's good, who cares? Like you can play off continuity Right, it, it, but if the storylines are good or the characters are good, it ain't gonna matter. No, not the least a little bit. But what did you think, listeners? Was this a excellent progression of season? Was it an improvement over what you thought was a weak season? Was it a weak season over what you thought was the good first season? Uh, are you confused about what we're talking about? What what is comic books? And <laughs> well, it did take a a week to release. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, we'd love to get your opinions. You know how to get a hold of us. We are on Twitter, which will remain Twitter in our eyes. Uh, we are on Facebook occasionally. We are on Instagram occasionally. <laughs> but if we see your uh, responses, we will always uh, respond ourselves. Uh, well, nearly always. As long as it's something that requires or not requires, but makes sense to respond makes to. Makes sense, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but uh, next week. We will be coming in, and we're going to be going to an interview. If you've been looking at our upcoming episodes, you already know this, but we have the actress Gloria Mann will be on next week. 
and then as long as everything goes smoothly, we'll be talking about what we mentioned earlier. We'll be talking about the show Echo the following week thereafter. Echo the following week thereafter. Yeah, Echo the following week. <laughs> I can't keep that going because I'll just start giggling, and you know that's not a good way to end an episode. It's not a bad way to end an episode, but... 